0: Hey Zebras, this is another fitness episode. Why has Robsy been doing so many fitness episodes lately? Well, uh, I've been a fitness fan for over a decade. I, I just love exercise. I love eating right. I love learning how to optimize your body. And that's why a lot of these podcasts lately have been me talking to people in central Pennsylvania who know a lot about fitness, who help people with their fitness goals. I'm not talking about people who just run a gym and people go in and they just work out. I'm talking about places that really help you get in shape, help you learn how to change your lifestyle and have good lifestyle habits, help you to have good nutritional habits, and, and especially with this episode right here with Tyler Hunter from Revival Fitness and Rehab, a, a business that, in my, my opinion, you know, one of the most important things, especially in a small, working class, blue-collar town like where I live in Altoona, Pennsylvania, a lot of people have very bad health habits, very bad eating habits, and um, some people can't move the way they want to. You're in your 40s, and, and you, you can't move the way you want to anymore. You can't stand up, you can't walk, you can't go up steps, you can't get out of bed with having pains every single day. As somebody who went through this myself for a while, um, and still kind of you know recovering my body from these things, Tyler's one of those guys who really helped me out and actually showed me like he showed me simple things. He introduced me to a lacrosse ball, which a lacrosse ball might sound. Like what is that gonna do for your for your pain and, and your fitness goals? Um, but just something you can roll on to work out knots in your back and something you can you can use as sort of your own personal masseuse. Uh, and that was a very integral part in in me getting rid of a lot of the pain that I've had in my back and my shoulders. So I've known Tyler for a few years now. He started his own business, Revival Fitness and Rehab. If you go to RevivalFitnessRehab.com, you can find him there. You can find his business there. And he has a, a different way of looking at fitness, a different group of people that he likes to train, and he has a mission to help people and help their mobility In a town where a lot of people are beaten down, a lot of people are worn out, and a lot of people don't know how to change these things about themselves. So I think it's really important that he's doing what he's doing. That's why I have him on this podcast. And, um, you know, I'll just let him tell the story because as we started talking I found out this dude... I mean, I've mean, i known Tyler for a while. I didn't know how good of a speaker he was. He, I didn't have to ask many questions. I didn't have to do a whole lot. I just kind of sat back and let him do his thing. So enjoy this episode. Tyler Hunter from Revival Fitness and Rehab. Like I said, RevivalFitnessRehab.com You can always find me on social media if your local business is interested in talking to me. If you want uh, just to get the word out about what you're doing, I've been talking to a lot of local businesses lately and just trying to boost up central pennsylvania and make it stronger than it has ever been and that's kind of my mission along with everybody else in the area who's doing big things so you can find me on social media facebook and instagram rob z radio twitter and snapchat is rob z yo you can also call my voicemail which is 814-799-0064 and if you would leave me a rating on itunes that would mean that you're just a sweetheart of a person let's start this thing this is Robbie Radio. So, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Tyler Hunter is here in the. I, we started.
1: Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're in the uh, the Z Dome. That's what I call this place here.
1: That's, that's a fitting name.
0: Also, it's not a dome at all, but it just feels like a good name. Sure. And uh, my my fans are called zebras, so I'd Naturally. imagine since you're my fan, Tyler, you'd be a zebra. I'm happy to be for one. For sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, we're, we're talking today, Revival Fitness and Rehab, which is your business. Yes, sir. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. You're in control. That's what they say. You're in the driver's seat. I like to think so. You're wearing the t-shirt. That's it. So that pretty much says it all.
1: That says everything.
0: I didn't get a t-shirt yet, which means I have nothing to do with this business. Not yet. But uh, Once I get that t-shirt on, look out. Um, but uh, Thanks for coming here today. You know, I... Uh, we've known each other for a while. Sure, yeah, yeah. Going back maybe two years?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple years already.
0: I mean, in the span of our lifetime, not exactly a long time. Right. But still, two it's years. Been, it's, it's
1: been impactful. It's been a very meaningful two years.
0: <laughs> you, you introduced me to the, to the lacrosse ball a I few did. years ago.
1: Yeah, it was a great hookup.
0: So you were working, and uh, you, you're, you're... Well, I guess before we go any further, mm-hmm. let's just say... Let's talk about who you are, what you do. Sure. Go ahead.
1: All right. So I grew up from Bellwood. Bellwood PA. Um, Bellwood PA. Um, Born and raised in this area. Went to school in Ohio, and California. I got my bachelor's and and master's both in kinesiology, which is basically how the body moves. Uh, It's just a fancy word for everything like that. Um, I'm a personal trainer, um, first and foremost. That's what a lot of of the things that I do. Um, However, there's a lot of connotations that go along with that term. So I don't use it often, just because a lot of people view personal training as kind of a lowly or meathead position or whatever whatever um they don't look at it as a quality position it it wasn't a weekend certification like a lot of people seem to have Mm -hmm. so you know I I worked at all kinds of different fitness facilities gyms private facilities you name it I've done and I've taught all kinds of different classes whether it's the the group cardio classes with all the Stepford wives or the you know the personal training with the meatheads or or everything in between I've done all that kind of stuff and You know one thing i learned over the course of of working in these gyms is number one there's a lot of holes in what they do as far as helping people especially things like planet fitness and a lot of these um, big corporate gyms they are literally out just to make money There, sure there's a lot of good people in in some of those you can always find good people but when you look at the nature of the business it's all about memberships it's all about making money and i got tired of that i got tired of pushing memberships on people or at least having to push memberships on people Mm -hmm. um And what I, what I realized, number one, first and foremost, the reason I'm in what I'm in is because I want to help people. And I felt like that was really capped out at a lot of those private or uh, I'm sorry, the public gyms, you know, and I've worked at a couple of different um, local ones and and they're all great. They're, they're, they're owned by good people. It's not that it's just, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to have my own impact and legacy and do things my way, you know, and that, and that sounds very cliche for a, for a person that owns their own business, but I, I wanted to, to fix some of the things that are broken, especially in this area this area is filled with blue collar, hard-working people that have families that grow up in middle class living.
0: Now when you say this area, anybody who's from not from central Pennsylvania, as I say on every podcast, we're in central PA Altoona, about 45 minutes from state college, two hours from Pittsburgh PA. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a working class blue collar kind of town. Absolutely. And, uh, a lot of people are out of shape. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't, eat very uh well right and they're very sedentary Mm -hmm. which i think that's a that's consistent across the country sure but uh it's it's a it's a concern in every area where it's happening so you have this mindset that you want you've been working as a personal trainer for many years you've been Mm -hmm. helping people but often when you go to a big gym i I think the personal trainers kind of are just going through the motions with the people they're working out with or the people who are working out with personal trainer are going through the motions
1: absolutely a lot of time it's it's both you know, yeah. you come in and I, and I was like that. I was in the, in the public gyms. I got into that same thing every day, the same people, same times. What Let's do you think the reason for this? That is? I think it's a lot of, it's just uh you lose sight of why you're there, both as a trainer, you know, you're there to help people. You lose sight of that because there's, there's so much red tape to get through. And after a while you get tired of it. You come in, I came in just like most other people that I had hired there or, or anywhere else. You come in with this fire and I'm going to help people. I'm going to change this. And, and we're going to do these programs. And you get shot down by a lot of the people there's a lot of stereotypes that people kind of support unfortunately and then you know beyond that you just kind of you get tired of it because mm-hmm. it's not an easy it's not an easy job you don't just show up and lift a bunch of weights you know nor nor is it a normal 9 to 5 job you know I'm there at 6:30 in the morning and I might be there till 8 or 9 p.m.
0: yeah because everybody's schedule spread right. out and spots. so
1: it, it's tricky and so you kind of get tired of doing it you you lose sight sometimes of why you're there And then the same thing from the client end you know it's the same whether you're with a trainer or on your own you you lose motivation after a while Mm -hmm. you kind of lose sight of the goal you think man i'm coming here i'm spending less time i gotta wake up early i'm tired you know i worked a lot i whatever's gonna be the excuses you know we we create excuses and you kind of fall out of it or you just you want to come and you do your thing and you know i had a lot of those clients they come because they like saying they have a trainer yeah but they don't actually want to work when they're there right and so I, i had a lot of that too and so there's there's a lot of different reasons but But it's very easy to lose sight of all that stuff from both sides in a a normal gym, which is another reason of one of many why I open revival and why I do what I do on my own, because it allows me to continue to it pushes me because if, if I'm not pushing to, to help other people then I'm not growing as a business, right, you know, so from a financial and growth standpoint, I have to, you know, outside of wanting to help people all the time. And it's the same with them. They're coming there just for me. They're not in a gym where that you know if, if they had a, a so-so session with me, they can go jump on the elliptical for 20 minutes and make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, they come for that hour with me or half hour, and then they leave. That's it. So if they didn't get anything in that hour, they got nothing. Yeah. They wasted money for no reason. And so I, I like that aspect. I like that aspect of having that. Um, it kind of forces both sides to really put 100% into what they do. And this area is perfect for that. It's perfect for what I do. You know, like I said, I, I work with the beginning population in this area more than most most places in the country is filled with that kind of population. You know, Blair County, for people that don't know, Blair County was even a few years ago was ranked fifty seventh out of sixty fourth in the state as far as overall health. That's crazy. Which is horrible. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of subcategories as far as obesity and then you have heart disease and et cetera, et cetera, but um our area, you looked anywhere, we had horrible ratings Yeah, and it's improved. This area has done a tremendous job with company-wide, um, really banding together with different businesses and working on corporate health and working on, um, healthy living with kids and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's still a lot of work to do. It doesn't mean it's done, you know, and that's, that's why I like what I do because I, I look around, you look around at the gyms and the, the fitness professionals around here and there are far and few between for people that are actually targeting that population everybody else is doing the the crossfit or doing the you know the high intensity crazy workouts with all the ex-athletes which is great and it's fun and i like doing that stuff too i love doing those kind of workouts from from taking and from teaching but that's not the main population here you know i think what is the point what are we doing you know are you really helping them are you just kind of being the accountability cheerleaders, they go through this hard workout because they can do their stuff on their own. I don't want to give workouts to people that can show up on their own all the time and do the stuff they need and have all the answers. Yeah. You know, and it's great. But at the same time, I, I want to be here for the population that needs help. And so that's why I'm here. And I joined the, the few people that are in this area that do that. And I'm I'm really excited about it. It's been a fantastic journey so far being with these different people that, that see how impactful this stuff really is. Right. You know, because it changes their life. You know, um, a really good example is a lady that I had that that just started with, I had a spring challenge that started in March and my uncle and aunt actually knew this lady from uh, back in high school and she heard about me from somebody else and they convinced her to sign up and she wasn't, she wasn't super excited about it. She just knew she needed to do it. She was overweight. You know, she's in her fifties. She, it's the same situation you hear from everybody. I know I need to work out. I don't, I don't eat healthy. I don't really know what to do. I don't go to a gym, you know, and you, you put your head in the sand and pretend and all of a sudden 10 years later, you're. 40 60 100 pounds heavier and nothing's changed Mm -hmm. you know and so she came into this program and I actually I weighed them in on the first day as part of the one of the objectives and and she actually told me privately she said listen I I want to apologize I didn't eat anything today I've been so nervous and sick about coming here about what to expect I, I I just couldn't eat anything and it I felt so bad because I realized that it is such a scary thing even where I come for my business it is a private, you've been there. It's a private facility. There's no through traffic. There's no, um, there's Nobody, no yeah, outside staring
0: people. at you while you're working out, right. that sort of thing. And so,
1: I mean, you work out and it's just us. And even I, I I'm not built like a bodybuilder, you know, I'm in shape in, in most regards, but I, I'm not huge. I don't scare people when I walk through the town.
0: Speak for yourself. I'm terrified <laughs> yeah, right now. should be.
1: <laughs> but even that showed me that, that the normal average person in this area is so intimidated by exercise no matter yeah. what form of, of fitness facility it is people were just they're intimidated by it yeah and it, it's it's a scary thing you know because you're not going in for a haircut you know this is a it's it's a very not i wouldn't not controversial but it's very vulnerable
0: yeah. Well, a haircut, you don't need to do anything. You just sit there. Well, exactly. You That's go in. I mean, I guess the the fact that you, they might mess your haircut up could be scary. Well, sure. But the fact that you got to go in there and you've got to move and you've got to right. do some things that you yeah. maybe have never done or haven't done in years. Mm-hmm. And somebody's telling you what to do. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's very intimidating. Yeah. I mean, because once you're in the gym for a long time, you don't even think about that anymore. Right. It's not even a thought that crosses your mind. But Absolutely. for somebody who's really out of shape, yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't like being watched. We don't like being critiqued or criticized. And, and you know, a lot of us are self-conscious because we know that we've probably gotten out of shape and so and she was a great example she's super sweet and since then she's been with us and and you know what's funny is she she came in as that shy timid didn't eat all day because she was sick you know she's lost 15 pounds since then and has been kind of taking the new people under her wing and guiding them through the process and and she loves it she looks forward to every workout and i don't say that because i'm making it up like she i mean she texts me and says you know i'm really excited i'm glad i'm here this is a lot of fun and she's she's grown and woven herself into the community aspect of it which is a huge element for me in this business mm-hmm. because that's that's one of the main things that really cuts down on the imitate and intimidation is growing together with other people that are going through the same thing you know and that's why I like the classes that I run that's why I do the trainings that I do because people can sympathize with one another they can empathize they can relate to each other's struggles you know somebody says You know, I've been having a hard time losing weight the past couple weeks. We go out to eat a lot. There's a lot of baseball games. My kids are in sports. So we live on concession food. And, you know, somebody else says, yeah, you know, I've been struggling with the same thing. I've been putting on a lot of weight because of it. I I haven't been working out as much because we run the kids from here to there to this, you know. And and so there's all these things that are happening. It's tough. You know, it's tough. So it's nice to have the community Um, element in these classes where people join together and you look at somebody and say, you know what? They're about the same size as me. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not as big as I thought I was. Maybe I'm not all alone over here on this Island.
0: And they also, like they're doing it, right? They're doing those movements. So why can't I do them? And
1: that's a big thing. You know, there's a lady in there um, that's like her that she's been with me for over a year and a half. um, That kind of had not, not the same fear, but she was definitely intimidated like most are. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, she's a warrior in there. And I, I remember distinctly watching her. I paired her up actually initially with this woman right away. And she did a great job of leading her through stuff. But I I watched her watch the other lady watching her kick some butt and go through these workouts and and not have a worry if people were watching her. And she did her thing. You know, if people were doing this certain exercise and she couldn't do it, she just did a modification of it. She didn't whine. She didn't kind of hide in the corner and act embarrassed. She sat right in the middle and she did what she could. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, you know what? I can do that. Who cares? Nobody else in here is watching me they're all working their own butts off and they're all paranoid about themselves. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And that's what really means a lot to me um, as a professional, watching people go through this stuff is, is not just watching them grow physically, you know, going through the weight loss and going through um, bettering all their health levels and all that kind of stuff. But it's watching them grow as a person, become more comfortable with who they are. Right. You know, it works on so many levels and sometimes I forget about that. Sometimes people come in and say, you know, I, I finally fit in. I had a lady came in and it's been with me for a while she came in and said um, a couple weeks ago, "I fit into a T-shirt that I haven't fit into in two or three years." You know that seems like such a small thing for some people, but that's a big deal. And to say that you fit into a shirt that you haven't worn in a long time,
0: yeah, I mean, well, especially for women because they keep right. they keep closing their closet. <laughs> As a reminder, right? So when they get to that spot, they yeah. can put that p- piece of clothing back on. I think every that's once a, in a while it pays off. Yeah, that's a pretty big, and that's that might sound you know not that significant, like you right. said, but to that person, and I'm sure there's people out there listening who are those people. It's a very significant goal. It is to have. It
1: really is. And, you know, there's, everybody has their own goals. Every every situation is different. You know, training is relative. I have people come in all the time, and I sit down and I go through the short term and long term goals with with people. And everybody's stuff is different. You have all the normal things. 99% of the people out there that work out, you want to look better. Mm-hmm. I want to look better. I mean, that's just that's the nature of it. If you are if you're don't care about it, then you're lying. Um, but when it really comes down to it, everybody has their own reasons. And, you know, I've, I've heard all kinds of reasons from I want to be able to get down on the ground and play with my grandkids to I want to walk up the steps at work without getting out of breath. Yeah. Or I want to be able to sit um, in a seat of an airplane yeah. and not be embarrassed about getting the extra buckle. Or whatever it is right you know everybody has their own reasons and that's what makes it really special because we work through things and you celebrate all the normal things you celebrate weight loss or or fitting to clothes better but you celebrate a lot of the other things too you know and i've had those 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 are my favorite ones when people come in and say listen i got to pick up my grandkid the other day and held him longer than i ever have in my life my arm didn't hurt i was able to actually stand with him i didn't get out of breath i Mm -hmm. played with him in the yard that's what that's what it's all about yeah you know it's about living and that's why That's why I felt revival needed a place in this area because those are the people that are here. You know, a lot of, I mean, most of the people I work with are are normal family people. They Mm -hmm. have kids, whether they're young, old, and and they all have normal lives. You know, they, they work normal way more than 40 hours because they're trying to work their butts off and, and make it through. And they're putting kids through college. They're, they're, they're coaching sports or kids are in sports or dance or gymnastics or whatever. And you know, it's real life. You know, and it sounds so cliche sometimes to say, you know, real people, real results. This is what we're here for. But it's, it's true. It's true. And that's why I'm here. I
0: think, you know, whenever you're young, you're saying about looking good in the gym. Like when you're in like your teens, your 20s, that's pretty much all you think about is how Absolutely. good do I look? Yeah. But I'm, I'm 34. Once you begin, and I've had significant back and shoulder pain, which is how we met in the mm-hmm. first place, my back pain. Um, I uh, started thinking more on the, the side of... Uh, how do I feel, not how do I look? Because right. I was like, I, at some point, I got past the whole image thing. Not totally past it. Of course, it's still like it's still on my mind. But the, the, the quality of life is much more important the older you get. It's like, do I feel good throughout the day doing just normal things? Or am I in pain all day long as I'm doing normal things? Because if you're in pain all day long, that kind of ruins your day. <laughs> right. On, on a day to day basis. And it, when you're in your 20s, you probably don't you don't know, notice the pain, I right. guess, depending on how severe it is. Uh, but you usually don't notice it until you start getting older. And then you're like, oh, no.
1: Right. That's absolutely. It might be it. too late. Yeah. And I but, have a lot of people that say that. Yeah, I feel like it's too late to fix this or or whatever. But you're right. I mean, most of us, especially there's no 18 year old that I know of. that's in the gym saying i need to work out because i need to get my cholesterol down and you know keep my resting heart rate at a lower rate right you know they're in there because they want bigger biceps or they want to look better in a bikini or whatever it's going to be yeah i didn't work out in high school because i wanted to look better I, i mean i ran i didn't i didn't work out in the gym much but
0: I didn't work out in high school at all. No, so I
1: I understand. But
0: that's because, like you know, your metabolism's fast. Sure, things don't things aren't wrong. Yeah, so it's like yeah, gravity's
1: not working the way it's it's going to. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: not working against you at that point. It's so true, man. And I think it's pretty cool that that's your stance going into this business because uh, so many. I'm just going to use the cliche term of big box gyms. Mm-hmm. You walk in, it's scary sure. because people do stare at you because mm-hmm. you know you mostly if it's a a guy or a girl just working body parts. They do a set, they sit. They do right. a set, they wait. They you know so there's a lot of staring. There's a lot of uh, self conscious things, and, and plus you walk in and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. There's all this equipment, and you're like, what am I supposed to do? Exactly. But with something like you do, group classes, one on one kind of training somebody's there monitoring you and also somebody's there working out with you. So it's not as scary. And it's also, it's much more easy to become acclimated to what you're doing.
1: Exactly. And, and that was the whole nature of what I wanted to do with this business. You know, even putting in a private facility with where I am, you know, that's a whole other element, eliminating all of that initial gym shock when you walk in and you see everything where you're like, I don't know how to use 99% of this. There's a lot of people that are looking at me. Yeah. Cause I trained a lot of people in those big gyms. And even that was, it was a fight Yeah, to get them to, you know, it was almost kind of like leading a dog, but like, okay, look here. There's always know,
0: distractions.
1: Right. They're always looking around like a so-and-so watching me. I had some people that quit on me because they said, I-, I can't handle the anxiety of being in here. That's so crazy. It is. I mean,
0: that's I mean, not, it's not crazy. What I, but what I mean is like, it's, It's amazing that that's how we think Mm -hmm. as, as, as people, you know, that, that, that anxiety, that worry, the fear of somebody staring at you is so strong that you wouldn't even go somewhere to get in shape. Yep. And you know what?
1: And and the common thing that I see, and I I was guilty of this, I I still can be, you go into a big box gym, you go into Planet to fitness or somewhere, people were looking around so much because they're all super self-conscious themselves. They're yeah. all looking around
0: to see who's looking at looking them, looking for
1: somebody. Yeah. They're, they're number one. They're looking around to see if anybody else is watching them, Yeah, which is normally the same fear. So everybody kind of has the same fear. You're all looking at each other. Like, I hope you're not looking at me. Well, I hope you're not looking at me. So it's kind of funny to think about it like that. And the other side of it is too, they're looking to find somebody that that they're smaller than, or more muscular than, yeah. or whatever, just to make themselves feel better. It's an ego trip for a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong. Going to a, a normal gym is not a bad thing. And there's plenty of people out there don't have those thoughts, but I think if we're honest with with ourselves and with each other, a lot of us think that stuff. Oh, you for know, sure. You can catch a lot of people smacking uh, glances in the, in the mirror at each other or, or flexing their muscles real quick or lifting their shirt up. Like, am I looking okay? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of it. And I, the thing that I reminded a lot of my clients of that I really learned once I got into the gym culture was that the quote meatheads or, or the bigger guys that are in the gym that intimidate a lot of people that throw a lot of weight around, they're more self-conscious in the gym than most people that enter in general. You know, yeah. I, I befriended a couple of the guys over at ProCare when I worked there. And uh, when I initially went in, I labeled them as the meatheads. You know, they threw a lot of weight around, they grunted, they made noise, they kind of wreaked a little havoc, people scared them, so they were meatheads. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those guys. I was a runner. People look at me sometimes, and I've gotten ridiculed before for being so small. Right. You know, for being in the in the industry, because there's a apparent stereotype stereotype that you have to be big to, to be a trainer, but that's not the case. But anyway... You know, I befriended some of these guys, and I, I quickly realized that they have a lot of struggles themselves. They've gone through a lot of things, whether it's, um, you know, weight loss or, or they had a lot of um, health issues, heart issues, whatever. And they come in. You know, they come in because it's a place to escape normal life. Yeah, and they come stress in stress
0: reliever. Exactly depression, that sort of thing. Right. I see a lot of guys who have, I shouldn't say a lot, but I know some guys who have like PTSD. Absolutely, that, that I was going to say that is the thing that saves them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing they can focus on. That
1: right. Yeah, it's an avenue. It's an avenue to channel emotion into, and and the, the big thing that I learned from a lot of these guys is that, you know, one-on-one talking with them, they are just as self-conscious as as the other people out there, as as Joe that hasn't gone to the gym in, in 20 years and it weighs 300 pounds. Yeah, they're they're just as self-conscious, if not more, about how they look and how they, because once you get to a certain level, you start you get that perfection mindset. Yeah, everything has to look perfect. Yeah, you, know, you don't work out for three days, it's like oh, I'm fat. Right. You know, or you have, you know, a small cupcake and you're like, oh no, I just gained four pounds. Yeah. And so there's this constant nagging and anxiety in your mind. Like I have to look perfect. You have to uphold a standard. Once you reach a certain level, you can't miss a workout or, you know, if you start looking small or you gain a pound, people are going to notice and they're going to call you out and the gym's going to point and laugh at you and they're going to kick you out. But it's not like that at all, of course. And, but that's, that's kind of the games we play in our heads. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's really unfortunate. You well, know. I had
0: Sarah Vogel in here from the Clay Cup, and we were talking sure. during our podcast. She used to be a power lifter. right? And we were talking about how she stopped working out um, when she started her the businesses she's doing. And I, whenever I had my son, I still work out, but I've totally changed my workouts mm-hmm. up. It, was, it used to be in the gym lifting weights. Now it's more uh, some Tabata stuff and and GDP yoga is mostly what I do. But once you when you're in the when you're in that mode and you're in that I'm gonna I'm working out six seven days a week and you're spending a lot of time in the gym, you, you become so much more obsessed with like how you look, how other people look, comparing yourself to others. When you're like in a room, you'll like look around to see like am I the biggest? Like is that guy bigger than me? It's it's nuts. And you drive yourself crazy all the time doing it. And you're never satisfied. There's no satisfaction. No. Maybe once in a while you'll be like, that look I look really good right now. For this moment in that one photo, right. But then, like the other ten photos, you're like, oh, "I look terrible. I got to get back into the gym." And I, what I realized is once I stopped, and I, yeah, I don't want to knock big. I don't want to knock gyms either because I've had awesome times and met really cool people in the gym,
1: including me. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: there you go. Uh, but I also, at the same time, it gave me a lot. It gave me like a complex. Mm. And once I stopped going and I started just doing my own thing, uh, a lot of that went away. Like, right. That that obsession went away. Absolutely. And I think it just kind of comes to the ter- territory, and I don't, I, eventually one day, I'll go back and I'll, re- I'll rejoin a gym and yeah. go to a gym again, because I like the atmosphere, right. I like the experience. Of course. Um, and you do like people watching you, like if you think you're doing really well and you know somebody's looking, it's just, that, you get more of a, you get more adrenaline, mm-hmm. and I think you, you you can have more, bigger gains, because you think <laughs> like the girl's watching you while right. you're working out, that sort of thing, and that's sure. real. So. I, I, there's, there's the good and the bad of it, but yeah, you're 100% right. That the, that, that creates like this, this weird mindset mm-hmm. that people get stuck in.
1: Yeah, it really does. And I, I've been in that mindset too. You know, we all are, again, like I said, we all want to look better and, and, and be bigger or be slimmer or whatever the case is, you know, the person next to us, because we're always comparing ourselves to each other and they're always comparing um, other people to us. And so there's a lot of uh, ego and pride involved with the complexes. Um, which is why I do what I do. You know, again, why it's so nice to have the privacy. Eliminate those factors. That was one of my first goals was how do I eliminate a lot of these barriers to prevent people from joining the gym? Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons people quit a gym is because they don't feel like they belonged. Mm-hmm. You know, or they, didn't, they didn't find what they were looking for, meaning success or meaning weight loss or meaning whatever that meant. But they didn't find – everybody comes into a gym looking for something. You know, even if they don't write it down right away and they don't express it to the front desk or express it to the trainer – they're they're in there for a reason yeah you know beyond i want to look better you know it it might be they just need accountability it might need uh, they they might need um you know just a a stress relief from the day maybe they got a bunch of kids and they have a horrible job and they just they need a time away or you know maybe they, they just want to talk with somebody i've had clients like that where half of it's a counseling session and the other half's a mild workout right you know everybody has their own their own struggles and you know that's one thing i'd remind a lot of my staff with when I did work at pro care and in other gyms too, um, was that everybody comes into the gym with a story, whatever gym that is, everybody has their own story. You know, even in the world, everybody has their own, their own struggles going on, whether that's work or or kids or family or or personal things, everybody has their own struggles. And so the nice thing about gyms and the nice thing about what we do over here is you can kind of, you can leave them at the door if you want and come in. Sorry about that. And, um, You can leave everything at the door and, and move forward together as a community and kind of forget about it and use it as a, as a distraction. Or you can come in yeah. and you, know, you talk with each other. You use it as a, as a opportunity to speak with other people that are kind of going through similar things. Or is it just a venting session, you know, talking with people. I have a lot of clients where they'll talk for the whole hour. You know, they, they have, I, the one guy I think of specifically has a really stressful job. He's a really high-end manager. He, he oversees a lot of people. They do a lot of business with a lot of global companies. And uh, he comes in normally 15 minutes late. Our sessions are quick. He's, he's on the phone all the time. He, he I can tell he's stressed. He's got a lot of kids. You know, he's got two in college. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's yeah. a great guy, but he's, he's just so mega stressed, and I see that. And so for him, when he comes in, I, we talk about work real briefly. I just ask him how it's going. But the rest of this time, you know, we're talking about, you know, the Pirates playing and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I see his stress level go from you kind of like red flag to – you know nice and mellow by the end of it because it just it allowed him to step back from everything get get some exercise in you know a lot of it's hormonal too you're releasing endorphins oh, yeah. there's a lot of chemicals that are that are going on below the surface during exercise that helps you feel better too but some of it too is just talking yeah. it's a way to to escape the rest of the world and so like I said there's so many elements to it which is fantastic
0: yeah that's that's it's so true they say the stress and depression one of the best things you can do is exercise and also the communication, the talking, that sort of thing. And they, a lot of people use exercise, like in their hour in the gym, as like a meditation where you can just tune everything else out. Nothing else really needs to happen during that hour. Like you can turn your phone off. You right. can, although a lot of people stare at their phone almost the entire time they're working out, which is something I caught myself doing a lot in the gym. And I was like, I just gotta just, I essentially just, because when you have your headphones on. And you've got your phone plugged in. It's just like, it just happens. Mm-hmm. So I went and grabbed my old iPod, like my, my first generation iPod, where I couldn't look at anything. There was Brought nothing to it look a at. a dolly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was six feet tall, weighed 800 pounds. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's the only chance some people have to get away from the stress of their family, stress of their job, stress of just daily life in general, and disconnect for a little bit. And that in itself is important. Let alone getting in shape and actually getting progress in, in that regard. Like it's that one chance you have to step away. Absolutely. So, so, talking about reasons why you're in the gym, you have a pretty cool reason as to why you started Revival Fitness Rehab, which involves your grandfather. Sure. Tell us a little bit about that because I think that that kind of everything you've been talking about, it, it all kind of circles around that main idea of yeah. why you wanted to do it.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of it ties back into this community and wanting to help people and, and focus more on regular living, healthy living, Mm -hmm. Um, this October will mark seven years since he passed away. My grandfather and I were very, very close. Um, He he was a big guy, very big, very tall. I mean, just, he was big all around. He reminded me of a bear um, as far as size, but he was, in my opinion, I mean, he was my hero. He was everything that I, I looked up to and, and desired to be, you know, my parents are, are fantastic people. My dad's another hero of mine, but my grandfather was a big hero. And I valued a lot of our time together. I learned a lot of things from him. I enjoyed spending time with him. And he was just somebody that that I loved being around. And he always struggled, though, because he was bigger. Um, He was really tall. In in college, he played basketball. He was real thin. Mm -hmm. And over years, you know, he he was just the the normal human. He loved to eat, you know. And he he was somebody who was very busy. He worked a bunch of jobs, especially trying to, to make ends meet back in the day. And, you know, outside of that, they always had property. He had horses. They were always working outside, which was good. He was active that way. But the, he didn't eat the greatest. You know, there's a lot of hot dogs, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of eating out. Yeah. And uh, over time, it really caught up with him. And, and weight was a pretty big struggle a lot of his life. And, uh, of course, that had a lot of subsequent issues follow, you know, including a lot of knee problems. He would hobble when we would walk. You know, we'd have to sit down every, you know, 100 yards because his knees would bother him or his ankles or, you know, he was just out of breath. He was tired. It, it's a lot. You know, it was a lot of weight to carry around. Yeah. And, um, you know, outside of that, he had a lot of health problems and heart problems. And so, you know, it, after a while it got scary, my grandmother would get on him all the time about needing to eat healthy and, um, and he would do good. He'd lose some pounds and then you'd gain it back. And just the normal roller coaster a lot of people go through. And, you know, um, my sophomore year of college, I remember getting the phone call from my mother that, that he had, uh, had a, had a pretty massive heart attack and he was still alive. You know, I was in Ohio at the time, so I, I couldn't drive home. It was six hours. She said, "Listen, you stay there." She said, "He's he's okay right now. They took him to the hospital in the ambulance. He's stabilized. Um, everything's okay." And so, you know, I, every day we talk about the updates and what he's doing. And, and uh, eventually, he had some complications. Some of the some of the results that we got back, or at least the story, was kind of fuzzy as far as you know, like he he, he threw up, and it was like, did he aspirate, and did it cause problems? Did he have another heart attack? There were a lot of um, a lot of questions we had. But but, but long story short. Um, a week later, you know, something happened. He kind of went unresponsive, and and so I, I made the decision to drive home. So I drove home. This was in October, so it was just before Halloween. You know, I drove home on that Thursday, mm-hmm. got home that night from college, and, and went to visit him. And he was pretty he was unresponsive. I, I didn't get to talk with him ever again um, after that, which to this day still really it really kills me. And this story is even hard to tell now. I told it a lot, but um, you know, I saw him, which was which was really neat. Um, I at least got to see him in person and, and hold his hand, and I got to kind of say a really unofficial goodbye, which was really special, just not knowing when the end was going to be, if there was going to be an end. And uh, we went home, came back the next day, saw him for a little bit. We went to actually the Bellwood football game that Friday night, just to kind of get out of the hospital and distract ourselves, And uh, which was Halloween night that night. And, and my mother and grandmother went back up to the hospital and, and called us and said that you know he had passed away. And, um, of course that's very impactful. You can lose somebody you're close to that's impactful for anybody. But at the time I was a nursing student actually. So oh, I was, really? I went to Cedar as a nursing student. I w- I did nursing for a year and a half and I was really lost at the time. I went through a lot of personal stuff relationship wise and, and, um, I just wasn't in the mature state I needed to be. And I wasn't sure about nursing. I kind of went into it cause it was good job security. It was good money as a male nurse. Yeah. Um, but Guaranteed I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it and uh, I I was struggling with classes too I just I I didn't find myself in the right place and so when that happened you know I missed like a week of classes to be there and so I I failed a lot of classes and it just didn't it didn't end well Um, part of me was was motivated to go into nursing further and keep doing what I was doing because I wanted to help people like him you know it it really struck me a lot because there were so many great nurses and and doctors we worked with through the process that were so not not just doing their job of, of you know mandating care but being actually caring yeah you know coming in just checking on us Mm -hmm. you know checking on him making sure this was fixed you know he was unresponsive but they're fixing different things on him that really had no impact but they wanted to make sure we had the peace of mind with it too and so that really motivated me so maybe i'll just keep doing nursing you know this is a great thing i really want to help people like him and and families like that um i ended up taking the whole semester off because i really didn't know what to do and I, i actually it kind of just hit me one day and um it felt certainly all like god's plan. Everything kind of fell into place that I jumped into exercise science. I really wasn't sure. I thought it was kind of a jock major. You know, you play sports in college and that's what you do because it's an easy major quote unquote. Right. Um, It wasn't nearly as easy as I thought it was, Yeah. but I found a calling that I I didn't know existed, you know, and I, I look back at my nursing um, classes and, and things I went through and I realized that a lot of the stuff that I'd learned in order to remember it and learn it, I related a lot of it to sports because i was an athlete you know i ran a lot i played all all sports i wasn't always the best but i played everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so it, it seemed to make sense the more i went through it and uh, eventually i really just dove headfirst into it my grades got better i you know i started feeling better about school and i started finding something but then I, even when i graduated with my bachelor's i was like what do i do you know i do i want to be a personal trainer did i just pay a lot of money for a personal training certificate and so i went through that whole process like anybody is you question what you want to do for a living and then um you know, I came back home. I got a good internship. I got a job here, and I really dove into the t- training side. And and I realized there's so much more to it than just the the global gym training. Let's get huge kind of thing. And
0: Especially I, now, it seems like things have really uh, transformed. I keep talking to people about fitness, and it's like the same thing keeps coming up. You know, in the '70s, it was Schwarzenegger. It was right. that that body type. Absolutely. Which it was just kind of the evolution of the, the, the science of fitness and the science of like how your body works and, mm-hmm. and how you're, you know, what, what is the right thing or what is the optimal thing for you and your body type and the person you are to do, right? right And over the years, it's kind of transformed from strictly in the gym, working body parts to what it is today, group fitness training or one-on-one training and mixing in yoga with, with weight training and that sort of stuff and c- like kind of full-rounded. Mm-hmm. And for people who can't, even sit down or stand without, without pain, right. going into a gym and doing curls is just completely useless, right? There's yeah. no reason for it. Exactly. So,
1: and a lot of the things you see online on Pinterest or on YouTube or whatever, a lot of things about, you know, weight loss, a lot of those things are so impractical for a lot of the normal people that either don't know where to start, they, they don't even have a gym to go to, or, you know, they have a lot of people have preconditions, they have injuries or even things that both of them, you know, like my, my lower back kind of hurts or whatever's going on. You know, and, and that's really where I found my grandfather's impact come to life down the road as I started getting into these stories and started hearing a lot of these different people with a lot of the same struggles he had, mm-hmm. you know, and I realized it's so much more than just working on certain body parts. Like you said, it's, this is about real life stuff. You know, this is, this is people's living every day. It's about waking up without pain or being able to, to play with your kids and not worry about not being able to get off the ground. There's so much more to it than that, and that yeah. really that really came to life for me once I got out of school and and got into this stuff. And then I dove into my master's because I realized there's so much more to it than just getting in a gym and just putting people through the exercises and going home. Because what I saw was we'd have people come in, whether it was me or with other people and um, clients are going through sessions, and they might come in with like, hey, my shoulder kind of got tweaked, you know, whatever it was, whether it was work or it was at home or whatever, you know, something something's kind of bothered me. And a lot of us, including myself, was like, well, well, now what? okay, go take three weeks off. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Or let me send you to the therapist or let me send you wherever. I wanted to be able to help people work through that stuff and not eliminate it. You know, rest isn't always normally the answer. And so I wanted to help people kind of work through those problems and kind of work on more of like a troubleshooting side of everything. And, um,
0: what do you feel about rest? Like rest is, is good in small amounts, right? But like this, for me, an example for me is like when I used to lift, I used to lift like five or six days a week mm-hmm. and then we had our son and i was having back pain and stuff so i i pretty much quit lifting right i quit exercising for a good like nine ten months mm-hmm. and i was in more pain than i had ever been in because right. your body's so used to that strain it, it likes your body kind of needs strain absolutely to, like, to, to grow once i stopped straining myself in any way shape or form i wake up every day in so much pain I'd be like why do i i stopped working out why am i in more pain and then i realize it and I figured out from watching or reading from people who know what they're talking about. You can't stop. You right. have to, it's a, it's a lifestyle.
1: Right. Well, we, I mean, thing. we weren't designed to sit. Yeah. We weren't designed to be inactive. You yeah. know I mean? You, you trace back the people through, through the natural bloodlines of, of this country and of this world. People work to, to live. We weren't designed to hang out. I mean, we, we we're lucky now in 2017 with all the technology we have that, yeah. and the jobs that we have that allow us to not be out in a field somewhere Working our butts off every day,
0: but that's kind of what you need. At least, but you at need least simulate it.
1: You, yeah, you need movement, which is why a lot of us work out because it. it yeah, it simulates or it, it, it intimidate or uh, imitates a lot of the stuff that that people used to do. You need movement. Our bodies need to, to be worked. You know, it's just like anything. If you don't, if you don't drive your car, your battery's going to eventually die. Yeah. You know. So what's the point of having a car if you're not going to use it? It's the same with your body. You have to work your body. Yeah. You know. It doesn't mean going crazy or lifting a ton of weight um, but in order to maintain the status quo or, or get through life without you know being on the ground all your life or not being able to stand up or whatever's the case you have to take care of it it's it's maintenance it's yeah
0: consistency and maintenance correct
1: and you you need that normal consistency and normal daily activity in your life
0: the part that i love that i've realized over the past couple of years because you go to a gym you walk in there's a million different things there's machines there's free weights there's ellipticals there's treadmills there's uh, you know uh, the the TRX machines and everything. It's just like there's just so much. You're like, what is going on here? And then when I realized, I started using kettlebells, and I realized, oh, you can just have a kettle. We can have one kettlebell right. and work every part of your body and get a super good workout mm-hmm. with one kettlebell. Like it's really when you break it down, you need like one weight.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, in you essence- don't even
0: need a weight necessarily. You can do everything body weight. Well, and sure, get a great workout. Yeah, you so can. It's all kind of a uh, I don't want to say it's a facade, but uh it it it, it 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 tricks you into thinking you need all this other stuff when right. you really could just use your body. And well that's you what didn't.
1: gyms are built on. I mean, we're built on yeah. convincing people that they need all this stuff. You don't need a calf raise machine. Yeah, unless right. you're doing Z competitions. Exactly. You don't need that stuff, you know? And I'm I'm also you have to find that balance though. You can't just say, Well yeah, you do body workouts the rest of your life. Like things like P ninety X can't work forever. Right. Because you need to add resistance. You need to increase the stimulus that you're pushing towards. Right. You know, it's just like anything. You, once you hit that wall, you have to push a little more forward to get to the next step. You know, otherwise you're, you're stuck. So, I mean, it's not just body weight. But, yeah, like you said, the nice thing is you don't need thousands of pieces of equipment. You know, where we train, you've seen the gym. There aren't any machines. There's no leg curl machines. There's no um, chest press machines. There's none of that stuff. There's, yeah. there's dumbbells. There's a couple bands. There's open space. Mm-hmm. There's medicine balls. But that's really it. You know, and that's all you need, especially for the, for the population that, that I work with. Because you don't need all these fancy things. You just need the normal couple pieces of equipment that are going to help you achieve the goals you want to achieve. Yeah, that's more than enough to push push past these barriers that you have.
0: I think it's cool that you've introduced, uh, like you you've you've tried to put fun into working out. Absolutely. Like try to throw things in there. You did. You do like workout trivia. Yeah. And you, I, I showed you. I found those like. Uh, What is it? uh, The workout dice. The workout dice, yeah, 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 which has has exercises on each one. Those are those are great because then you can create some kind of game out of exercising. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course, while you're doing the exercises, you're probably still thinking, "Oh, this is tough," but you're having some fun while you're doing it, right? And And that's. that's
1: that's the goal.
0: Nobody's doing that, really. Right? I mean, I'm sure no. some people are, but around here, I don't know anybody who's trying to incorporate a good time right. into working out. <laughs> I guess once you work out for a long time and you really start to enjoy it, then it is fun. Like, right. I, I, when I would go to the gym or I do DDP yoga or whatever, I have fun mm-hmm. most of the time. Sometimes I dread it and I hate it. Uh, but whenever you're whenever you're just starting to work out, none of it's fun. No. It's torture. It is torture. And it's it's a, it's very... You know, it kind of beats you up, beats your psyche up, because you think I'm not good at this. Right? Like this, this sucks. Like when am I ever going to be good at this? It's going to take forever. So if you incorporate some leisurely activity in there, mm-hmm. how do you do that? So as far as you're you're having a good time and doing trivia with fitness, how does that for you
1: come together? Right. That's a good question. You know, it was, uh, it was you. a thought that uh, sure. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Moving forward with everything that that I've been doing, you know, learning every every day with with clients and on my own too, you know, what works, what doesn't, what's really the most important things here. One of the things that I've realized from a a motivation standpoint is just what you said as you go in and you suffer through some of these workouts and even the people that work out regularly, they suffer. Uh You know, sometimes it feels like you feel like you're just beating up on yourself over and over again. You think, why am I doing this to myself? It doesn't have to be like that, but a lot of the time that's what the mindset ends up being because it's not always enjoyable. It's not enjoyable going through some of these exercises and really pushing yourself, especially some days you just don't want to, you're tired or sore or whatever, and you just don't want to, or maybe yeah. you're depressed. But one of the things that I've learned, you know, which is why I like training one-on-one or training in a small group, because you can communicate with one or you talk. And that, that makes you go so much faster because not you're, you're forgetting about the exercise. You're forgetting about everything left. If you're in a, a halfway through an hour workout, you're like, holy smokes, I still have a half hour of this. But the whole goal is to really distract people, not just have the, Community support on one side, but you have the distraction, and so I started really playing into that and thought one of the things that I really loved was the the app Trivia Crack. Did you play that at all? Do you remember that? Oh, a couple obsessed. years ago A lot of us were.
0: I used to play it on the radio. I do it on the oh, air. Okay,
1: well there you go. <laughs> people love trivia. We yeah. we love being intellectually challenged because again, it comes back to we want to be smarter than other people, too. We want to be better or even smarter than ourselves. Yeah. But trivia is a big thing. You go to a lot of restaurants and they have trivia's. Yeah, trivia night. every Thursday or whatever. And it's a lot of, it's you now people go to drink half the time, but people like being challenged intellectually. You like pulling out those random facts that you have no, no reason to store in your mind and, and use them to your advantage and show people, like, oh, he he knew that. And so I started playing into that and thought about it. And I love trivia. I love being challenged. And that's why I got my master's because I like being intellectually challenged. Um, but I thought, why not put that into workouts and really distract people and, and also make them learn things? You know, not just random stuff, you know, as far as, like, what year did World War Two end? You know, that stuff, it's helpful in some aspects, but not really. It's just nice to know. But I, I try to incorporate some interesting things along with some some health and, and physical education things.
0: Well, that's healthy brain activity, right? Exactly. You're kind of working the brain while well, you're working sure. the body.
1: Yeah, there's a whole element to that as far as, you know, working your mind and, and staying uh, mentally sharp throughout the, throughout the rest of your life. Because actually, if you don't know this, your IQ is the highest the day you graduate college. Okay. For most people, right. You know, that, that can be relative, but for most people, we kind of stop learning in some yeah. aspects. You know, you, you go through these years and it, it, you can't maintain that level of learning for the rest of your life because you have families and everything going on. But we, we kind of stop learning, Yeah,
0: but I didn't learn that much in college. Well, I'm sure you so, did I mean,
1: <laughs> but Com- <laughs>
0: communications, there wasn't a whole lot to of learn. Of course
1: not, <laughs> but it's always helpful to, to learn new things. And, and you're right. It does help with mental stability. You know, I, and here's a good example. I train a 94 year old, he's soon to be 95 year old gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and like most people, when you get to that age, your mind starts to go a little bit. Not in a horrible sense, but memory's not all there. You don't put certain things together. You're looking at certain objects or, or whatever, and you just—you—you you don't put things together the way you used to. And um, that stuff is really important, especially now. It's the same thing with physical workouts. You have to do it now as kind of a maintenance thing to prevent it from happening down the road. And not to say if you do all this stuff now, you're not going to have dementia or you're not going to struggle with things because some of that stuff is just – you know, it's gonna happen whether you want to or not. But yeah. it makes a big difference. And so that's why it's fun. You know, it's fun to challenge each other and, and learn all these different things, but also, you know, some of the some of the problems with our unhealthy living in this country and in this area is that we don't know what to do sometimes. We mm-hmm. don't know like we know we need to eat healthier, but what does that mean? You know, for me, what does that mean? Does that mean eating two thousand calories? Does that mean eating five thousand Does it mean drinking this, drinking that? Does this diet work? you know, when do I eat, how much, all those different things. And then also all the workout questions.
0: Yeah. I'd say the the workouts, the fitness part is way easier than Absolutely. the eating part. The eating part's so complicated. Right. And it changes all the time. It is. And it, so it, there's a
1: lot of things out there too. And that's what makes it hard to decipher what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And what I try to remind clients of too, when, it talk, when we talk about importance of, of the hierarchy, what should you focus on right now? And they say, I want to lose weight. What should I be focused on? How much should I work out? you should work out this amount of hours per week, but look at it like this or even a sleep and sleep is another example. How many hours a week or how many meals do you eat a day? Two to four to six. I eat six meals a day. A lot of random small ones. I eat six meals a day for seven days a week compared to three or four or five workouts a week. That's a big difference in numbers. Even quantity, you're doing a lot and add sleep into there. You sleep even six hours a night. That's a lot of hours where you're actually just sleeping. And so, I think sometimes we have it backwards as far as those three, you know, angles. We put everything into workouts Mm -hmm. and then we kind of eat healthy and then forget sleep. We don't need sleep. Right. And so it's really almost the opposite where, I mean, sleep and nutrition are so important that we kind of overlook. And then workouts, yeah, they're important, but they're underneath that. You got to focus on what you're eating put into your body and then how you're recovering. Yeah. If you actually want anything to benefit.
0: A big part of that is, and I I don't hear really anybody talking about this, is relaxation. Mm -hmm. People think of relaxation as like sitting on the couch and watching TV or like being on your phone. No, relaxation really is doing nothing. Right. Like shut the TV off, put your phone down, just sit. And I mean, you don't have to like not think about anything, Mm -hmm. but just sit down and just let your body chill. Just lay on the floor. Absolutely. Like how often do we lay on the floor and just, just lay there and try to just decompress it yeah, works it, it does and it works the best i learned this from ddp yoga because whenever you're at the end of each ddp yoga workout you lay on the floor they suggest for like at least 10 minutes and it's the most because you have just put your body through a lot and a lot of time when you're at the gym and you put your, your body through a lot you pack up you get a shower and you leave to go on to the next thing if you take that 10 minutes just to lie down and just like man that felt good your mind's never clearer you're never more like just happy. You never, I, I never met happier people than like somebody leaving the gym. Like yeah. that's when you're at your, I, at least I feel like I'm at my, my best attitude Absolutely. is when I'm done working out. Yeah. You kind of just flushed all that crap out and now you're ready to restart.
1: Chemically, there's so much that happens, but you're right. There's not enough mental reset that happens in our lives because there's, there's so much stimulus, especially now with technology. There's phones and computers everywhere. You know, you drive to work, you got, you, you we bounce from one thing to the next. You sleep couple hours you wake up it's like right away you're right back into it there's not enough time where you can just sit down and let your mind kind of relax for a second like you said it doesn't mean not thinking
0: and it doesn't mean sleeping is not relaxing Right, like it's, it's sleeping. It's right. it's separate. It doesn't it doesn't count. So no, if you think you're relaxing by sleeping, it doesn't really count.
1: No, and a lot of people even then don't relax or don't sleep the way they need to. They got yeah. the TV on in the background. I mean, there, yeah. there is such a uh, science to sleep as Constant. far as yeah. your senses, as far as what you hear, what kind of sounds. I sleep with a, a fan on all night. I have a sound it's, machine. Yeah, you need sound machines. We sounds have like sound an machine.
0: F, it sounds like a an, like a, a 747 jet upstairs. Right, I'm, my son, he sleeps and we sleep. We it's like. <laughs> The whole time the house is taken off, and it works great because you're just you're in REM sleep, like you're really out,
1: right? And there's so much more to it, you know, than than that. And so I think sometimes we lose sight of that. Sometimes there's there's a lot of things that are behind the scenes as far as sleep and rest. But a really important thing that I try to remind people of when it comes to rest is, like you said, even five minutes. Because I have people that claim I don't ten minutes.
0: Everybody has 10 minutes. Yeah,
1: I think I think you're full of crap if you're saying that because we scroll through social media for probably 20 or 30 or 40 minutes at yeah. least. But you so, don't you don't count that in. No, of course yeah, no. That's not. That's not factored in. So yeah, now you've 15 hours left in your day rather than 24, but shutting your uh, your eyes for even a minute. I tell people that at work that work a lot of stressful jobs, take 60 seconds. Put a timer on your phone. Close your eyes, sit back in your chair and just you keep thinking about what you have to do. That's fine, but your goal is to try to think about nothing. Try to relax. You know, I like thinking about Two different things, which is silly. I think about a white piece of paper and actually trying to concentrate on what that looks like mentally, or I think about a tire spinning. Okay. Really slow. You know, you watch a tire spin. And so I, I think about both of those things for 60 seconds, and it actually makes a really big difference. You know, it brings your heart rate down a little bit. It kind of relaxes some of your, your, your tenseness in your body because you're not thinking about all the crazy things you're doing or whatever yeah. the case is. And so
0: A body scan works really well, too. Start at the feet and just mentally scan up through your body. Yeah. That, That's one that, uh, because you can't focus on anything else, Mm -hmm. and then your body kind of like inadvertently, even if you're not trying to, relaxes itself at each point as you're going up through. So that's a good one.
1: That's a very good point. And I've heard that. I I used to do something kind of similar where you have to kind of like wiggle or feel every part of your body. Start with your toes, kind of work your way up, wiggle everything. Just, okay, there's my knees, there's my legs, there's my chest, there's whatever. Wiggle everything? Yeah. Wiggle everything. Go crazy. (laughs) Anyways, I didn't ahead. say you're in the middle of the office standing up on a desk, but just sitting in your chair and, and kind of moving your moving everything around a little yeah. bit. Just to, it helps you. Forget about everything else. And helps you focus on one thing.
0: And you get back in touch with your... We don't think about our body constantly working for us. Mm-hmm. I bring up this a lot because it's like your body's constantly doing this for you. Right. Like, show it a little appreciation. Give right. it a little bit of attention. Like, you, everything is... Your heart's beating. Your brain's working. Your blood's pumping. Your veins and your blood vessels. Like, your This thing that, the, that you walk around with all day long is working for you and you don't ever thank it. No. You're just like, oh, my knee hurts, you stupid knee. Wow, oh, I have a headache, stupid head. It's like, we
1: appreciate it a little bit more. Maybe it won't hurt as much. Right. Well, yeah, if you didn't sit in front of this, the TV screen for five hours a day and you didn't sit at work and you moved around a little more, then yeah, you might feel a little better and you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. You know, you're right. That's, that's always such a good point, um, which is, you know, again, it falls back on the really the nature of, of what I've been trying to do here, which is so much of the um, focusing on you. Forget about all the semantics. Forget about the politics. Forget about what you're seeing on Pinterest, you know, about getting fit in 21 days or losing weight in 30 days, all these crazy commercials. It's, it's working on things one day at a time. I mean, I don't know a single person that accomplishes all their goals within 30 days. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And you know also what happens is if they do, if even if they do a couple things they wanted to do, they fall off the, off the wagon and they go back to being the way they were because it was exhausting. You can't maintain that level of craziness. Yeah. You know, and and that's why I I try to be realistic here. It's, you know, I really, I try to tell my clients, other people, when they ask what I do, it's, you know, revival is all about exercising with purpose and healthy living with purpose. It's not about all the crazy stuff we've talked about. It's about normal living. You know, it's it's about the relationships. It's about making you feel better, making you move better, you know, and of, of course, making you look better, too. But movement and feeling better you cannot put a price on that No. people say you can't put a, a price on peace of mind which i agree with you can't put a, a price on no pain yeah. you know because there's so many people i talked including my dad who's struggling with some herniated discs now that just have daily pain not like i moved wrong and that kind of felt weird and that was sore like you can't breathe three breaths without feeling an ounce of pain right you know you got something going on whether it's your knee or your back i mean i, I had a kidney stone a couple of years ago and it, there was nothing I could do to relieve that pain. Even taking Percocet, I was still in horrendous pain. You couldn't lay the right way. I couldn't breathe the right way. I couldn't move a certain way without it just aching. And, and there's a lot of people out there that live with pain similar to that, mm-hmm. whether it's their knee or shoulder or whatever. And so there's so many things or even just weight loss. You know, you some everything just feels heavy. You feel achy. Yeah. And so you can't put a price on that.
0: And also, a lot of that is, along with that pain, a lot of, I'm not not saying that this is the case for everybody, but a lot of those, a lot of my back pain, and I think a lot of people's back pain is stress induced.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, of course, if you have an injury, which I've told you this, whenever we first started working out, I'd fallen on a beer bottle at 21 years old. I I bounced off a bed, landed back first on a beer bottle that was sitting up. Yeah, you know, who hasn't had that happen to them, <laughs> and uh, and that caused like this knot in my back that I never got fixed, and I and it would always, especially when I was stressed out, really hurt, and I always think I just got to get I just got to get the knot worked out, I just got to work it out, and then the more I you know learned about physiology, like half of it is my stress level. If I'm stressed, I have more pain mm-hmm. because your pain, your mental pain, has to go somewhere in your body, so it usually goes to those points that have been injured. Right. So the I mean, not saying that being completely stress free is going to make you pain free, but it definitely plays a pretty good part well, in sure. the, the biggest pains you have.
1: And a, and a lot of the things too that people forget is that when are you when you are stressed or you, you're going through a lot of stuff, we tense up. A lot of people people say, "Well, I carry the stress in my shoulders." We all carry stress in our shoulders. It's the way it happens because we we shrug our shoulders, we we slouch, whatever, whatever. And so whenever something happens, you get upset before you know it, your shoulders are in your ears. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's actually textbook, you know, and that's a common problem. And like you said, that lack of relaxation and the the stress really results in a lot of physical issues because we are so tense. We're tense as humans. And that's why that relaxation and proper sleep is is so crucial Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you went through this stuff you know. that's how we really met with, with your shoulder and a lot of other problems outside of your, your classic beer bottle incident. But a lot of people have, you know, knots and you have certain issues in your muscles that you have to work out. Right. You know, it's not about doing certain uh, exercises sometimes. It's about doing a lot of the, the tissue work to yeah. help first relax that stuff before you go into everything. You got to unkink and, and uh, kind of un- untie some of those knots before you tie your shoe back up and get it working efficiently again. And you saw immediately the results of that. You know, I dug around in your, in your traps and in your, in your back a little bit and found some of those sore spots. I mean, you hate me and hate life for a couple seconds. Uh-huh. I got it, we got it the, to relax, Yeah, you did. <laughs> you were a big boy about it. And then <laughs> once it felt better... You realized how much of an impact it really had. Sometimes it's those small things, but you just have to know what's going on to treat it because not everything is textbook. Well, the
0: thing that, it realized, that helped happen for me, you gave me that lacrosse ball, and that lacrosse ball offered a lot of relief. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it didn't offer the relief it re- originally had. And I'm like, I'm doing the same thing. Why is it not working? And that's when I started re- thinking about like the whole stress relief. Like right. some of this has to be stress related. This just can't be. I put this lacrosse ball down. I roll on it, and it works everything out. There's got to be other factors in there. And another factor is stretching. Stretching that, pulling your body apart so it right. loosens all that those knots up in there. Absolutely. I mean, my god, man.
1: And you brought up a good point. You know, something that a good analogy is is our health is kind of like a big spider web. If you've seen spider webs, they're they're so intricate, and but there's all these different strands. You know, you watch a spider make this, this web and all of a sudden there's this beautiful creation. Everything's pulled together in a perfect manner. Mm-hmm. Everything's equal pressure on each side. What happens though, is we focus so much on one element, whether it's, we work out all the time. We don't eat that great. We don't sleep that great, but we work out all the time. You know, everything's being pulled one way. So it looks super distorted and things are messed up. Same with sleep. You might sleep great at night, but you don't move at all during the day. You know, you, you eat like crap. And so yeah. it's the same thing. And so. You have to there's always elements that are considered like that myofascial work and you have proper eating and and hydration and you move decent, you you walk or whatever it is. There's so many elements that that connect that make it all work that are so important that we we really just don't think of and we lose sight of. And that's what that's what I try to help people with is is connecting those things. And the other part of that is not feeling so overwhelmed. Because when I say that, even saying it, you think Holy crap, that's a lot of things.
0: You tense up yeah, from you the tense oh, you're talking about it. I have
1: too much stuff to even focus on. That's way too much for me. Yeah. You know, let's focus on one thing. Yeah. And I get that, but we're not diving headfirst in all this stuff. You're not working out 3 days a week and you're not you're not eating spinach out of the garden with a couple rabbits during lunch. There's there's not all these crazy things at once. It's just looking at each element one by one and saying, "Let's fix this, let's adjust this." You let's eat spinach forward. with rabbits? Like all you all actually, the time.
0: You sit down with them and yeah. just have a meal.
1: we I have to have friends. That's cute. Well sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> um so as far as your business goes, let's let's give people a chance to find out where they can find you, of where course. you're at, you know. Where can you find Tyler Hunter? Where can you be revived at Revival?
1: Revival is located. Um if anybody knows where Zach's Sports Bar is or Benzel's Pretzel Factory is, it's on Sixth Avenue in Altoona here. Um, it's, it's in between, uh, right beside Benzel's pretzel factory, just down the road from WTAJ. Um, I share the space with core sports performance. If people know what core is, a lot of people do. It's a youth sports performance, um, a great company with two great guys that run it, Paul and Tyke. Um, so I, I basically share space with them. And so I'm in that facility with them. So it's a great space. Like I said, it's, it's private. Nobody's coming in. Um, hours, all different, you know, it just depends on sessions and classes and all kinds of stuff. But as far as. You know, people that are interested in, in the different things that we've talked about, or things that they're saying, you know what, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I am that person. I, I do feel lost. I don't have the answers I'm looking for. I feel stuck. Um, I'm intimidated. I don't want to sign up for a gym. I don't dare step foot in one. Revival is the place to go. And I, I genuinely mean that. I, my goal is to make people feel welcome and give them the help they need. Even if it doesn't mean, you know, coming in and be with me all the time, you don't have to spend tons of money personal training to really get the goals you want. It helps to have the accountability and the one-on-one attention, but there's classes, and I, I create plans for people to do on their own. You know, I'm here to help people in whatever way they need because I, I genuinely want people to, to improve themselves and, and have a, a more uh, improved life in general. And so, um, revival, like I said, is located there. We have I, I offer all kinds of programs. Uh, my premier programs are my my Fit for Life class. Wait, hold on.
0: I have to pee really bad.
1: All right, you go for it. You want me to keep talking? So yeah, do your whole spiel. Okay, tell, sure. Your stuff I'll pretend like you're here. Okay, <laughs> and so Fit for Life is a is a general group workout class that's that's built for beginners and intermediate workout people, um, or people that haven't ever touched a gym. Um, it's people who don't really know where to start, whether you're overweight, whether you're you're struggling with issues, whatever the case is, that's what that class is for. Um, and there's there's modifications and regressions and, and progressions for every exercise. So if you come in, I mean, there, there's no excuse to not come in. Um, Beyond being physically incapable of being there. Because every workout, every exercise can be made for you. You know, I have a set workout that I give everybody. We go through everything. I facilitate and and instruct you how to do each thing. I I provide you with the weight you need. Basically, you just have to do it. All you have to do is show up. But from there, you know, if you say, I can't get on the ground, I I can't do that, that's fine. I put you on something higher. We, We figure out another modification that. That allows you to, to get the same benefits relatively speaking without putting yourself at jeopardy or without making you do things you're not capable of doing um, and so we work on that stuff and, and slowly improve those things until you can do those things and so that's a really big thing for me and it's a lot of big things for people coming in as far as barriers go it's all about doing something you're you're capable of it's, it's your speed and that's why the workout's great because it's not a a a traditional cardio class where you're doing something in step with the instructor it's not like that at all you come in and and i explain the exercises you're going to do you go through them at your own pace you know there's there's let's say there's eight exercises for this workout you're going to do 12 of each or whatever the case is going to be and you go through those you go through them at your own pace it doesn't matter if you're the first or the last one there you're doing it whatever you're comfortable with whatever weights you need and, and the nice thing is nobody's watching you. Nobody, nobody cares where you're at. I mean, people care, but not in the sense of judging or, or looking down upon. And so that's what that class is really about. And it's really grown into something more special than I even thought. You know, when I first designed that class, it was kind of just a, a side class to, to you know, hopefully get some extra people in and make some extra money. And it's really turned into my premier thing that I, I, I love being a part of because the people are just so fantastic. You know, I, I call it my Island of Misfit Toys class. Because it's a lot of people that that came in here and said I, I really didn't belong anywhere else, you know, and I felt like I f- I finally belong somewhere, and that's what it really became for me. It Became something special for me watching these people transform their lives and do it together, where they're talking with one another and and, and they're engaging in conversation, engaging in life, and you somebody comes in, they're like, oh hey, you know, how so and so, how's your son? How was this? How was the wedding? Whatever, you know, and and that's what people love because mm-hmm. it's real life stuff, and and that's why that class has really had a special impact on me because I've I've grown to, to reach these people on a different level than I really thought about, you know, coming in. So much of it is focused on the exercise rather than the relationships, right. rather than character building, rather than, than building confidence and self-esteem. And that's that's an equal part of this. You know, there's so much to it than just the exercise. And so that class has been huge. That's offered both in the mornings and the in the, in the evenings. Um, and there's different times listed on, on the website. But of course, it's Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, you know, 6.30 a.m. And then um, Monday, to, Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, it's at 5.30 p.m. You know, for people that, that have different schedules, it's tough. Um, outside of that, I offer a lot of one-on-one personal training, which is always just fantastic for people that need that. They need that set of eyes on them to help them guide through everything, answer their questions. Am I doing this right? How do I do this? Or I just don't know where to start. You know, if you don't want to do the class thing, which I'm not a class person myself. When I work out, when I run, when I lift, whatever, I like to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. I do it with my fiance. Um, because I I love her. But I also like doing it on my own, because I I just want to do my own thing. It's my way of de-stressing. And so and I also just I don't want to think about other things going on. I just want to focus on me right now, you know, because it doesn't happen a lot through the day. And for a lot of people, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people, I don't get to focus on me at all. And so it's a nice time to really just focus on your struggles or your strengths or whatever you want to work on. We go through that. Um, It's a really great way to focus on physically how to hone in on everything. Um, from there, you know, I, I train like a mother, daughter. I do private, um, groups or like couples, mother, daughter, friends, whatever. That's always a lot of fun because you have people that you talk with one another. It's a good way of seeing each other. It's a good way to really push each other. Cause you know, each other, you're comfortable. Um, so you're not coming in alone and kind of vulnerable. Um, it allows you both to hold each other accountable. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there to hold you accountable, but you also have so-and-so showing up. It's like, okay, well, you didn't show up. Come on. You blew me off. You know, I'm counting on you to be there. And it also makes the price cheaper you know, per person, the more people you have, the cheaper it's going to be. So mm-hmm. I love training groups for, for all of those reasons, because it's just so much fun. And people are just extra driven when they come in like that. Like the mother daughter I train um, are, are just, they're so thrilled with how they've gone through this so far because they're just, they're more motivated than they thought. They have a lot of fun when they're there. The hours go so fast. I mean, I'll say, all right, we got five minutes. We got to start like really stretching. And they're like, holy smokes. I can't believe it's been 55 minutes already. I thought we just started. And so that's where it really gets great. And then, um, you know, and I, and I work with all levels. It doesn't matter if you're coming in for weight loss, if you're coming in for um, just general health. Um, and then the other thing that I really I, I work on too and what makes my business a little different is that I focus on the rehab side of things. And I want to make this part very clear that I am not a physical therapist. I work in conjunction with or, or at least side-by-side side with um, therapists as far as you go to physical therapy for a torn rotator cuff. You go through all your physical therapy after your surgery, Once you're done with physical therapy, you come to somebody like me. Um, I don't treat acute pain as far as like I just sprained my ankle. What do you do? I'm not. I don't treat that. My specialty and my expertise and knowledge focuses on chronic pain. You come in and say, "I've had low back pain for two years. I don't know what's going on." You know, we look at you know my knee aches all the time. I don't know what to do. My shoulder really kind of pops. I don't know what to do. And so, and then there's sometimes where it's just, it's out of my scope of practice. I might send you to a therapist or I might call my, my chiropractor, um, partnership and and talk with him about stuff, you know, and part of that's working with other professionals because there's not a one-stop shop in this area. You can go to a doctor you're not going to get everything you need. Mm -hmm. And I'm not certainly going to claim to be that one-stop shop. But the nice thing is, is you, you don't have to get therapy per se from, from uh, a therapist to actually improve certain issues like that. You know, a lot of it, you're talking about low back pain. Low back pain is often now assuming there's no injury or any crazy condition, is normally caused by muscle tightness somewhere. And so you typically it's it's hip tightness. Mm -hmm. You loosen up your hips, you can fix a lot of your low back pain. I'm not saying everything's all 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 of a sudden golden, but you sit at a desk nine hours a day, and then you sleep on your back for the last couple hours, and you wonder why your back hurts. Well, you're seated all day. Yeah. You know it's a lot of it. A lot of it's postural, and so a lot of it's working through these different imbalances. A lot imbalance is a very hot button word, but it's so true. There's a lot of muscle imbalances that go on, including myself. I've struggled with shoulder um, tightness all my life. I had horrible posture as a kid, and I suffer every day because of it. I'm constantly trying to fight to correct it. And so that's a whole other side of what I do is that that rehab-based training to help people kind of gain function back, you know, and move normal without feeling that pain every day or, or decrease the pain. That's what, I, that's what I really love to do because um, – and, and we posted a picture on social media here just a couple of days ago of one of my clients, Eric. Um, Eric, I met. he had a, a right knee replacement two years ago, just a few days ago, was his anniversary. And um, he went through therapy, did the the whole game, and got out and thought I could do this on my own. And after a while, he realized he couldn't do it on his own. I mean, he could he just wasn't wasn't getting in there when he needed to. So he needed the accountability. He also needed somebody to give him a more progressive plan. You know, because when you leave therapy, they'll give you a sheet that says, do these eight exercises at home, seven days a week, whatever. Most people don't do that stuff. Yeah. You, you kind of lose sight of it. And some people get better, they get lucky, but a lot of them don't. And then you create a compensation, you create an issue, 10 years later, all of a sudden your knee hurts because you had a shoulder problem and you never did the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there, there, there's this giant chain of events up and down that happens. Um, and Eric was a great example of somebody that fixed it right away and we've been training for a year and a half together. You know, And we worked on a lot of basic stuff. We worked on, um, worked on gaining his mobility back. It was his biggest thing he told me when he came in day one. I want to walk up and down the steps without my knee hurting. And we're there.
0: We're there. That's awesome. That's incredible. We
1: got there months ago and it's fantastic. I mean, now he has more goals and we work on other things, but, but that's what it was for him. He didn't come in and say, I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to look better in my bathing suit. He said, I want to be able to walk up and down the steps without my knee hurting. And to me, for him to come in and say, listen, I walked up and down the steps like five times yesterday. I didn't even think about my knee. That almost makes me emotional because that's, that's it. Yeah. that's the essence of, of living. And that's why we, that's why we try to actually exercise beyond the, the, the prideful side of the youthful twenties or, or people that still think about that stuff. It's not having pain. It's moving great and moving with, with quality again, moving with purpose or exercising with purpose. And so that's what that program. And that's what that training is really about is helping people kind of relieve those symptoms and, and get some answers, even if it's not me helping them uh, per se, as far as training, it's it's pointing people in the right direction and saying. You know, I'm going to assess you. I'll look at all these different things and see what might be wrong. Because normally, the thing you might think is wrong is not actually the problem. A good example of that is like your knee. If your knee's really hurting, it's either probably your ankle or your hip. It's Mm -hmm. not actually your knee that's the problem. Your knee is just a a consequence of whatever's going on. Right. And so once you find a problem, and I say, you know what? That might be physical therapy. You might need surgery. or Let's see, Dr. A or or this professional. You know, I I refer you out to the network that I have. And I've created a decent uh, establishment of a therapist and a chiropractor and a podiatrist and and a dietitian and all these different people because it's what you need. You need a team and a collaborative effort in this community of people pointing in the right direction and not charging. I'm not going to sit here and charge you a thousand dollars to say, you should go see this person. You know, I'm trying to help them. And so I'm going to try to point you in the right direction and give you any answer that I can, Mm -hmm. because I think that's what a lot of us miss is we, we don't have answers. We have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And so that program has been—it's um, been really neat for me to work through with people, seeing the different issues that people do struggle with, seeing how rampant normal everyday pain is. Yeah. You know, for people that are listening, you should not be waking up or going to bed with pain. You know, I mean, outside of just having a surgery or having like a, you had a car accident, your neck hurts. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have daily pain. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you got to fix it now. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, it's only going to get worse. I mean, I call it ostrich syndrome, where you put your head in the sand and pretend everything's okay. Ten years later, all of a sudden, now you're in a knee brace. You walk like a like a goofy giraffe because you you compensated for years, and, and now all of a sudden you got seven problems instead of one. Yeah. And so you have to take the steps to fix it. That doesn't mean anything drastic, but you got to move in a direction.
0: It's not drastic, but it's consistent. Exactly. You, you got to work at it. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah.
1: You got to do something about
0: it. And that one place to start. That one place to start. Revival Fitness and Rehab. You got it. Booyah. What's the what's the phone number if people want to call you?
1: The phone number 814-502-3226. Text call anytime. I'm all that's my personal cell phone. That's my work phone, but it's my personal cell phone. So, I mean, my fiance gets mad cuz we'll be sitting there watching something at 10 at night and I'm texting with a client about something they're struggling with. I mean, I'm I'm here, I'm available. So call anytime. If I don't if I don't answer right away, it's just cuz I'm with people right. or something's happening, but um, you can also email at at revivalfitnessrehab@gmail.com. You know I'm, I, that's on my phone as well I'm, I'm always available to talk with people and and help people out i don't do many pop-ins but if you ever have a problem and you're like you know what i'm just going to stop in real quick stop in even if i'm a client you know i can i can step aside for a minute let's talk let's get some contact information let's meet in person you know let's get together mm-hmm. you know that's what i encourage people to do at the very least is if you're skeptical about stuff if you have questions or you're like you know what this stuff sounds great i like what he's saying but i, I really I don't know if I can financially afford it. I don't know if I can do it in my schedule. I don't know if it even fits my interest. That's fine. I understand that. Let's just talk. Let's have a conversation. It doesn't cost anything to have a conversation. I want to talk with you, meet with you. Maybe I can point you in the right direction to somebody that that can help, you know, if it's not me, Mm -hmm. but I'll certainly do anything I can to help people.
0: And your website, how do they find it? What is it? Sure.
1: The the website is RevivalFitnessRehab.com. Very yeah. simple. Um, every every program is on there that you can follow the social media on there, which is really booming right now. We got a lot of good stuff going as far as um, some upcoming videos and, and uh, a lot of funny things, just encouraging things. And um, the whole goal is to help educate people on those platforms and really just create a following that creates that sense of community, mm-hmm. allows people to think that or realize that I'm not alone. This isn't always hardcore stuff. I I can do this and improve this. And, and so that's really the goal is just to help people every way we can. And so I encourage you to check out, check out the website, get on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, jump on the YouTube,
0: the YouTube, the YouTube on the internet,
1: (laughs) on the internet, dial it up (laughs) and check everything out. You know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm here anytime. Please call me, text me, email me. Let's talk. You know, let, let's figure this out. Stop feeling like you're alone, Stop feeling like you're the only one that, that suffers through these issues, and, and don't you dare say that you you cannot be helped, because my, my parents have even told me that before, and it is not true. I'll smack you. It's not true. You, you, are, you are not you are not unreachable yeah i promise you that so let's let's figure this out together that's what i'm here for
0: that was i'm i'm teary-eyed good inspiration right there
1: and i mean it i mean every word of it it's very true
0: i liked it a lot thank you tyler thank you so much and uh i think anybody listens to this gets the the passion that you have for this comes through whenever you start talking about it so uh, if you're looking for a guy who really cares and wants to help out revival fitness and rehab tyler hunter thank you sir
1: thank you rob appreciate it
0: that's tyler hunter he knows what he's talking about, and he wants to help. I love that. I love that he has the knowledge, he has the passion, and he really wants to help people. And you could I hope that came through on this podcast. You can find Tyler uh, at RevivalFitnessRehab.com. Get the address, get the phone number, get the email, find him on social media, and actually go in there and have him help you, and he can change your life like he's helped people change their life already with Revival. Reviving your life, Reviving Central Pennsylvania. Thank you, Tyler Hunter. Awesome podcast. Uh, you know, and if you want to find me, of course, as always, Facebook and Instagram is Rob Z Radio, Twitter and Snapchat is Rob Z Yo. My phone number is, it's a voicemail where you can leave me a message. Say whatever you want to me, 814-799-0064. And if you would leave me a rating on iTunes, as always, that would mean a lot to me. It helps this podcast grow. It helps it be more visible online. And it gives it more legitimacy. So if you do enjoy it, please leave you a, a, a rating. If you don't enjoy it for the love of god just stay away from the ratings okay just let it go man <laughs> and i'll talk to you guys next time thanks for listening peace that's brutal